0: So how long how long did he say this was gonna go? I mean it's he, what is it, eight o'clock already? I mean
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I mean he did mention it was gonna be a few hours. He did say there were gonna be a, a lot of people there, to be clear.
0: Yeah, I did I gotta I gotta look at the guest list. I mean, obviously the heavy hitters, Santa's gonna be there, the guy who makes the donuts, um uh, Henderson. He, he Henderson makes Michael Henderson. Yeah. Well, Damn. because you know remember in the Dunkin' Donuts commercial how he gets out of bed and he's like time to make the donuts and his wife is there Alex yeah. is apparently very familiar with the guy who makes the donuts wife now um Mr. Cafferoni's gonna be there um I yeah Michael Henderson DDS. Well
1: there there's literally gonna be dozens of people there I just listen I mean I think it's great that he's getting out ahead of it I just don't think this is a fantastic turnaround to be real with you well, uh, as get, his ex getting ex-campaign ahead, manager, I think this is a this is a failing uh, failing argument.
0: Getting out ahead of what? I stared at the the guest list for a long time, but I couldn't figure out what connected these people. I was like, okay, celibacy <laughs> club meeting, you know, and of course the tagline is don't have sex with your wives. Um, and then this list of guys, and I I just couldn't figure out, you know, why them, I mean, why there, why now, why at the Limbrook Christian Men's Center why today at 5 a.m.
1: I have a couple theories. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, but, you know, I guess he'll have to answer when he comes in. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Is that a,
0: is that an, oh. A knock hey, on the door? Yes, it a is. A knock on the door. Why don't you Aren't go open it? Hm?
1: 60 miles an hour on the southern state right now? How is yeah. This? All right. Hold,
0: but that's hold, hold all on. the more reason to let them in. All right. Oh my
1: uh, God! Oh, uh, get, in, get in here! Get in uh, here! What do
0: you doing? He tucked uh, and rolled inside, and his Vespa's rolling down the southern state now.
2: Ooh! Oh, jeez! Oh, you guys me, were that. a killer to track down. That was a nice Vespa.
0: That was a nice Vespa. That looked like the um, the uh, Avatar Way of Water limited edition Vespa that they're selling, only on Long Island.
2: Yeah, it was. But good news. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I saw Alex recently. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he, so... Is this he, why you desperately raced <laughs> alongside the car to tell us that you ran into Alex? Well, it's it's a, a few things. So, okay. I, so I, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm trying to still write a book. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex came to I me and he said, uh, you know, come to my meeting. Uh, we can talk about publishing stuff and, you know, you can get to know a little bit. You can market, network. Um... And, well, he was signing autographs, so I thought I would, I would come back here and wait for him to come back so we can have, like, a formal sit-down talk,
0: you know? Oh, you, you went to—oh, yep, there you are. You're on the Kalanji yeah. Bullock wow. uh, author, frequent guest of Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond, is on the guest list for Celibacy Club. I, I didn't know that that was a lifestyle that you subscribed yeah, to, you, but maybe you, you were just, just using it for networking. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, Alex was uh, very adamant about uh, participating in the event. I mean, I, like, I'm like i still on the fence about it, but he- Do you know why you were invited? Uh, no, no, he- no. I, I don't know okay. in particular. I, I thought it was for, for my book, to be honest. I think, well,
0: um... you know, he's- uh, if there's one thing I know about Alex's campaign up to this point is that it's been very literacy heavy. He's always saying, he's like, read the back of your uh, buckets of whey protein to make sure that you're getting just the right amount of creatine in there. Maybe those are two different things. I don't know. As you can they tell, are. that's okay. I am not a, a user of the substance. I get all my, look, I have to admit, I've started eating the testosterone um, It's just I needed the arm strength for the amount of lifting and uh, uh, lifting that I'm doing. So... <laughs> Cause you know, we're in the lab building these foam booths with tires on them. We don't need to talk about that, but it's it's a lot of hard work. Anyway, Kalanji, let me pull over here. Uh there's an abandoned uh Borders bookstore here, so maybe you could get some inspiration from what's left. Um oh. but we'll just pull into the parking lot so uh we can we can have a nice chat. Yeah. How have you been?
1: Yeah, um wait, hold on. Stop the yeah. car. I just wanna make it clear. I think my theory is I don't want I don't want this to be a question mark. Here, I'm pretty sure the people that Alex invited to celibacy club are the people whose wives he's banging.
2: <gasps> no, yeah, because okay. oh, yeah. we know that he's banging
1: Henderson's wife, Mrs. Lego Last, Mrs. Claus, Lego. We know about Lego Last. That's right, Mrs. Lego. Uh, we know he's, he's Mrs. Lego Last. Lego
0: Last. He's he's banging both of them. <laughs> he's 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 doing good. Um, wait, wait, wait. The celibacy club invitation. It. Speaking of banging both of them, it also says bring condoms. You think he's working both sides?
1: <laughs> Do you think that you brought went to celebrity club to have an orgy with the husbands of the wives that he's cheating on them with?
0: I think it's possible. I think well, I mean, why not shore up all the support that you can? It's a, it's a strategy that's working. Again, we're not supposed to be suppose. talking about this because well, we're trying to keep this hundreds of extramarital affairs under wraps. Well, come he's no, not going to cool. tell yeah. anybody.
2: Yeah, that you know, honestly, that that made sense. Um, halfway through, he took off his pants and began walking on the stage, saying, "Like you need to have shame for what you, what you're holding, and to to get rid of that shame, you need to worship the one in front of you." So, was that when you left, or what? Yeah, what is that the, the point t- where you
0: you said, "I gotta get <laughs> out of here"? What was the tipping point I,
2: I, that I made you leave <laughs> early? <laughs> I left 30 minutes after uh, uh. after that moment. Um, he stayed th- yeah, for the he,
0: duration of the program.
2: Yeah, he was very insistent on getting my wife's number to organize a meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, well, I mean, she's, she's just, a, you know, she's only one of my editors, uh, but you're my publisher. You don't really need to talk to her. You can just talk, talk to me. So I uh, decided that, you know, I, I wouldn't waste any more time. Um, it was getting a little hot in the room for you a few reasons, so I, you know, left him to his business, and I was just going to wait for him to be finished.
0: Yeah, you know, we did drive past the Limbrook Christian Men's Center, which I think is when you started, you know, chasing us on your Vespa, and the windows, yeah. they have those beautiful, gigantic windows uh, in the front. It looks like a, you know, like a nice high school in Texas or something, and uh, they're all fogged up. They are completely fogged up and uh, just... Uh, there is a smell. I'll just, I'll put, you know, the humidity. <laughs> no, I got what you're getting at. It sounds like it's been a successful
1: campaign event. That's all that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, oh, uh, does Alex
2: refer to himself as a stallion often?
1: You know, he, I think that's his, that's in his Tinder bio. I, I, oh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's interesting about Alex because you wouldn't know it to listen to him in the 65 hours of podcasts that we've done. But yes, he is a very like, a Fabio-like romance novel kind of character in the way that he speaks to us privately. His hair
1: gets everywhere, all over the window
0: I'm a stallion, feel my throbbing, uh, you know, et cetera. So it's just, he just doesn't like to put that out to everyone. He's kind of shy. He needs you to get to know him before he starts uh, exposing that part of himself to you.
1: I'm sorry you missed that part of it, to be honest with you, Kalanji. It sounds like you came here to get closer to Alex, but it really does seem like if you stayed behind, you would have gotten real intimate with him. But, uh,
0: well, I mean, it sounds like, uh, Kalanji, that it maybe is a good thing that you didn't enter into like a business arrangement with somebody who's so clearly trying to have sex with you and everyone around them. That's kind of like a balance of power thing that I don't think is so cool. Um so I think the way that you you're keeping him at sort of a safe distance is probably a good strategy. Um I will say, you know Mike, you were writing that manifesto. Did you ever find a publisher for that? No, can't say I have. Okay, but you found you got contacts in the industry, right? First of first of all, it was I believe I believe I referred to it as a textbook.
1: Uh, I, I still take take issue with the manifesto uh, designation. I believe it was a scroll. <laughs> It was, it was indeed a scroll, but I was writing the tr- truths about how the earth was flat, and I, I don't appreciate the, uh, the the manifesto
0: moniker. Well, but I guess what I'm asking is, do you have a list of contacts that you can give to Kalanji to find oh, sure, a publisher? Sure.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Just don't tell them who gave you the contact, because most of them currently want me dead. Yeah, you are. Uh, uh, that's uh, it. A, you are right, blackballed in, in. Yeah, yeah. I was Mike D back then. I'm now Mike F after two witness exchange program visits. <laughs> witness exchange. program. So, uh,
0: yeah, not protection. <laughs> Shut up. Well, you know, I did one of those in high school. I did a witness exchange program where I saw the mafia kill somebody. And I went over to Italy and I traded with a guy who saw the mafia kill somebody over there. And I went to his high school for a little bit in Naples.
1: Yeah, it really, believe it or not, like... It really does actually do a very good job of putting these people behind bars because you can say this, you can say similar stuff. It's it's on the stand. It's it great. does and, it
0: does put the witness in danger though because it is a one for one exchange where you get all of their documents, you get their name, their family, their etc. So I mean, I don't, I never saw Antonio ever again after I came back. When I went over, we shook hands at the airport and it was a whole big thing, but then on the way back, they just quickly ushered me through, Uh, so I don't know what happened to Antonio. I, I try not to think about it. Okay.
1: Well, regardless, yeah, just don't like. uh, I got, I got Dylan, this flat Earth guy, this flat Earth
0: that's a big publisher. He works at Penguin. Oh, I didn't uh, realize Dylan was a big publisher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was the guy. (laughs) I thought he was just an insane person who hung out in a Starbucks bathroom.
1: (laughs) Okay, once again, take issue with the term insane, but everything else about that is pretty descriptive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, yeah, just give him, give him those contacts, I think, so he doesn't... I, I just think Alex is spread a little thin right now with yeah, the campaign. Yeah. You know, it's really neck and neck with uh, his main opponent, Tyrone Dickey, so I wouldn't want him to, you know, have to figure out I mean, how to start a publishing house. All at of a the sudden.
2: moment, he's spread a little thick right now.
0: <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> um,
2: but speaking of which, um, this... Thank you for the contact list. It's, I didn't expect it to be written on... um. This, let's call it parchment. Oh, no. Very, very, very toilet paper in quality, but it's, it's pretty good.
0: It, Mike got, when he first started writing this thing, he got, yeah. he went down to BJ's, uh, which mm-hmm. was not what he thought it was, and he just got a huge, <laughs> huge amount of parchment. He got such a deal on Scott's parchment, which is not good parchment. It's one ply. <laughs> so we're just lousy with this stuff. Please take it. Please take these Marie Barone Funko Pops. <laughs> No, 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 those are collectibles. Hold on. We need to get rid of these. We could be going so much faster.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but they're they're, they're, they're collectibles. I was wondering wondering how I uh, caught up to you guys so easily. We
0: we can't go above 60. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's, it's literally physically impossible
1: for us yeah. to go above 60 with this, you know, uh, Costco level supply of Marie Barone Funko Pops. Um, but by the way, that reminds me. So you, you how is your book going? You, you typically well, come uh, on when you actually, have a-
0: actually, Mike, maybe Kalanchi should just be a guest. I don't think Alex is coming. It sounds like he's tied up. Uh, maybe Kalanchi should just be a guest on the show. Do you think we should start boot up the Lenovo and start recording?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good
2: idea, okay.
0: actually, yeah. Okay, um, so I just gotta plug are, are it Are you in. good
2: for that, Kalanchi? You, you okay to stay around? Yeah, yeah, I, I was planning on it. Yeah. Okay, good.
0: Okay, great, so I'm just gonna plug it in. I need, uh, Mike, if you'll just hold these, uh, two, uh, wires together, uh, the copper parts, there we go. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, just intertangle, there you go.
1: Out. Ow! Ow! Ow!
0: All right, there we go, and press R to record, and okay. Welcome back to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm Adam, I'm here with Mike F., and unfortunately, Alex Shear is not here today, but our good friend and author Kalanji Bullock is rejoining us for another episode. We're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 19. It's called Good Girls uh, of Everybody Loves Raymond, but first... What would be good for these girls, pointing to Mike and myself, to know would, hold on, syntax, would be, Kalanji, how have you been, have you kept in touch with Raymond since your last appearance on, I believe, season two, episode five of this show? Answer now, please. I have not kept in contact with Raymond, but everything's been going well. Oh, good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, me and, me and Ray have had a bit of a falling out, but um, as all the good things fall apart, they have to come back together. Oh, well, that that's, ha- I like that. that. Happens now. <laughs> and that this
1: happens This is your, I believe, now. this is your third appearance on the show, right? Yes. So this makes you officially the most frequent guest on uh, Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. You're, you're our number one guy.
2: Wow. Thanks. I, I, this, this is a big honor. Honestly, that's an Uh, honor for us. Yeah. Can I get that printed on a uh, parchment and hung up in my office?
1: yeah yeah, yeah that's fine it's just a matter of stop. um the next time someone comes on and takes your title we have to take it from you and hand it to them
0: mike stop being jealous with the parchment please just give him uh, it's,
1: no... it's no give everyone you a don't certificate don't understand. please the parchment is also
0: collectible <laughs> i don't think it is i think you were it's lied got to little
1: marie's in the corner
0: Really? That They're is like actually holding the page numbers. That is pretty rare. I didn't realize that. But Kalanji, speaking of um But Kalanji, uh you're an author, and uh last time you were here you told us that you were working on a fantasy novel, correct? Uh but had not yet found a way to incorporate Ray Barone, the character or Ray Romano the man into it. Has that changed, and if not, why not, and when will you do that?
2: It has changed. <gasps> um, I've used Ray as an archetype for uh, one of the characters. Really? Um, he's, you could call him the dad of humanity, kind of something like that, right? And he's hes, yeah, he's selfish, he's... Um, yeah, that's really the, the biggest quality I could talk about. <laughs> he, he's selfish, uh, very self-centered... <laughs> um it has a middling appreciation of his kids mm-hmm. uh i i think um you know hopefully you're being he'll be a little too. hard on raymond here i'm not gonna lie to you i hey listen listen we'll get into the episode later okay i'm sorry but uh <laughs> <laughs> no I, I what i wanted to share was i have a title Ooh! oh wow okay yeah hit us with that title that's, uh this is a stand-in so it could change i don't think it will um, but it's titled "Sunbreaker." Sunbreaker. Oh, that's yeah.
0: a nice one, dude. I like that title. Wow, that's it's 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 that's that's gets groups. catchy, kind of badass. <laughs> that's more than being indifferent to your kids. That's actively being violent, breaking your son. Okay. Is it S O N space or is it S U
2: N? It's S U N.
0: Oh, okay, that's better. Yeah, that is sounds it- cool
1: like that's more detrimental to humanity as a whole though to break the sun
2: yeah it's um i i don't want to spoil anything but okay. th- th- that is uh, one of the questions that should be answered
0: sunbreaker yeah what if you did a spin-off after let's say you finish this book and it's great and whatever what if you do a mm-hmm. spin-off called sunbreaker one nine and it's about truck drivers driving across this great country of ours while also i i presume shooting guns at the sun
2: um, honestly, we could set it in Alaska and just make it uh, Ice Highway Truckers to avoid any copyright. <laughs> ice Street Truckers. Ice. ice Street Truckers. I love it. Well, I love it. As, exciting,
0: long as, as long as truckers get in there. But yeah, that is in- incredibly exciting that you have a title. You've got at least one good character. I can't speak to the other characters, but it sounds like one of them is really great and compelling um, we're so excited how, uh, how close are you to being finished with it
2: um, book one <laughs> uh, book one is like fifteen percent like actually written mm-hmm. uh, most of it is con- at least conceptually planned out, and then half of it is like actually planned out
0: I see so you've, you're, yeah. it's a Oh, what it's, is that it's called? It's like to this. successive outlines as you get closer and closer to being done. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow, that's awesome. So it sounds like there is room in the story for, you know, the characters going to Long Island and maybe <laughs> moving across the street from their mom and guess who lives over there. But... Their brother, who is a cop, and uh, this is not like when, one of the greatest stories ever told.
2: It's it is. There's plenty of room for that, and that's honestly that's what I think book three is going to be centered on. Uh, away from all the you know the sun breaking aspect of it, you gotta have time to sit down and settle with the family to see what you might lose. You know.
0: Yeah. Um. In case people don't remember from previous appearances, um. What exactly? is your book about in case people are just confused by you saying aside from the sun breaking aspects of it (laughs) give us the the elevator pitch the synopsis
2: the elevator pitch has changed mostly but it's about aster um learning about kind of the secrets of his world and slowly uncovering like what's really going on um, That would be, like, a more apt description. And there's still, you know, blood magic, sword fighting, all that. But um, the focus has shifted. Blood magic conspiracy. Bit. I love it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, It sounds like a fantasy novel, but with elements of maybe, like, a psychological thriller? Discovering yeah. the secrets of his world and uh, things not being what they appear.
1: You know, I also love that it also... Uh, it- there's some elements of a 90s uh,
0: sitcom. So I think that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, a, also. <laughs> that also is is the strength of it. Well, Kalanji, it sounds like it's going to be... It's just the studio be. audience that interrupts every line. <laughs> <laughs> what if you, can you please do this? Get your book, put in between each page one of those little, like, you know, those cards where it'll play like Viva Las Vegas or something when you open it. <laughs> Do that, but it's perfectly timed <laughs> that's <a great> idea. <laughs> for the average reader to reach like a joke or something surprising <laughs> or people kissing. So they open it and it's like, oh I'm reading, I'm reading. Ooh. <laughs> right? That's a that's good a, that's idea. A, that's, a, that's a great idea.
2: I think that will work really well for uh like an audiobook. hmm Um I think I for think an audiobook, though, you don't even yeah. need
1: well, if it's an audiobook, how are you going to turn the page to start it? That doesn't make any sense.
2: Oh, I mean, I, well, listen, listen. They're, 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 these are kinks that we can work out later. The idea is there. It's just kind of just making it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like uh, if anyone can make it work, it's you. And it sounds like this book is going to be fantastic. But what do you say we uh, take a short break and then we come back and we talk about season two episode 19 of everybody loves Raymond it's called good girls and it it might be as good as your book and the only way to find out is if we do that how does that sound guys that uh, sounds great sounds yeah lovely all right then we'll be right back after this with good girls the let's do a relationship the relationship is uh it was Twitch streamer slash fan. Uh, oh my, excuse me. Are you Cumbucket25? That's me, how do you know? I, I, I can't believe it. I, I watch you all the time. I was just walking oh, yeah. here. I was, you know, picking out uh, what, you know, which Hormel uh, microwavable dinner I was going to eat tonight. Here in this uh, Cumberland Farms, and I can't. Be- I I saw you, and I was like, "That's Cumbucket."
1: All right, that's that's really nice. Have you ever donated to me?
0: I um, unfortunately. Have I ever uh,
1: read your name? Have I ever have I ever seen a little ding that says five dollars from Shit Stealer Forty Two? Because that's how I assume you look like. You look like a shit stealer.
0: Well, I, the forty-second
1: one, to be clear.
0: I, I couldn't get shit stealer forty. I'm uh, shit stealer forty three. Um, uh, I, and I tried to pay the guy, but he just he wouldn't. Um, but no, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I haven't. I really like what you do, but all my all my money is tied up, actually, in in something else, and I just I don't have the liquidity.
1: What do you what What could it possibly be tied up in that you uh? the, the that that you don't have five dollars to throw out your favorite streamer as he goes through Google Maps and guesses the random locations on planet Earth.
0: Yeah, I Geo love-
1: GeoGuesser, you're familiar with my screen with my streams. Yeah. What's you're probably here. What are you confused about?
0: <laughs> your name is Cumbucket 25, <laughs> and you pick random points on Google Maps. Um, I played
1: GeoGuessr. Yeah, that's the that's that's the that's the meta right now. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm going through a terrible divorce right now, uh, and the judge mandated that uh, my income be split in three. So a third I keep, a third goes to my wife, and every two weeks I give a third of my income to this. It's it's stupid. It's called the Baronis Zonus. The Baroness Tell me more about that. Well, it's this podcast Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond, and they have this thing where you can pay what you want you know, it doesn't have to be a, a recurring basic basis like I'm forced to do by law. Uh, it can be one time, one dollar, whatever, not necessarily seven thousand dollars every two weeks. I'm very wealthy, um, but it, it, the, you get an extra episode of Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond every month uh, just by going to postfund.org slash donate. So it's, I mean, it's pretty great. It's worth it. I wish I didn't have to do it by law. Like I feel like I've given them enough already. But now, I'm gonna be honest
1: with you. I love the uh, the the Baron boys. I'm a I'm a big fan of everybody loves everybody loves Raymond. When I don't want to listen to my Twitch chat, I just pop them on, on my headphones and I just nod along to the game as I crawl, as I yell out Indonesia every time I <laughs> click the click the next button. Um but I gotta be honest, so wait, do I have to pay seven thousand dollars? No, 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 you can is that pay, the rule?
0: You can pay as little as one dollar one time. Uh, or anything, you know, $5 a month, $10 a month, $5 one time. There is endless, com- truly limitless combinations. The only thing you cannot do is pay less than $1. For whatever oh. reason, the technology just isn't there yet. I, believe me, I've written them letters. I've written letters to the judge about this. Um, but it just, it, yeah, you, you, any amount any frequency i can't stress this enough i'm being forced to do this by law well i'm gonna sign up for the bonus bonus right now
1: (laughs) i don't know about you that sounds like a great time uh Uh, okay you know what you know i just uh i would love to know more of the details about how Everybody loves everybody loves Raymond podcast somehow made its way into your divorce hearings but at the same time I don't care that much well, about you as a human being as you've never sent me money
0: Well if you must know you know Alex from that podcast Yeah he was fucking my wife <laughs> Welcome back to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. We're talking about Season 2, Episode 19. Today, it's called Good Girls. Before we get into it, you just heard an ad for the Baroness Zonis. I want to give a quick shout-out to Christian, who donated to PostFun at postfun.org. And received lifetime access to the Baroness Zonis. We thank them for their contribution. Very generous. And, of course, Christian, we love you. Now, moving on. Christian's awesome yeah um now moving on uh let's talk about good girls our overall impressions of the episode kalanji bullock is here kalanji what was your overall impression of what is now your third episode of everybody loves raymond that you've covered on this show
2: this was probably my favorite episode and i think i said this about like the last one too it was a pretty good episode you've been oh, getting good uh, ones. Was last yeah. one when you saw Golf was
1: it, Oh, it was golf. golf. Okay, yeah. that was a good one too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. This is a much, I love. I love yeah. this episode. But yeah. what, what, what stood out to you? What you like? Um, what you dislike?
2: Uh, I guess I don't want to call like the jokes like formulaic or anything. Uh, but it was like really standard, like setup, delivery, punchline, uh, and all. Like is like there were so many hits. It like I was I was laughing probably like uh, when everything went to, to to shit at the end of the episode. It was mm-hmm. pretty funny. It was pretty good too. I didn't expect I like I thought there was going to be like a moral lesson and there was just <laughs> they just no, it was just like we're going to we're going to make you laugh. And it, was, it was good. It's just
1: the the moral of the story was Robert's life is fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was the moral of the story.
0: That's true.
2: Yeah, I really liked it. Uh
1: yeah. great, Mike. Uh I thought it was all, I also thought it was a very strong episode. Um yeah. Very very funny! What a weird family we have! Oh my god! Like the Barones are just strange, strange, boundaryless people. And I just I I love when they play that up as they did here. Um, overall very very strong episode. We'll talk about Ray's performance uh, uh, later on in the episode. Um, a lot of moral. I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll say moral question marks, but um, it was it was it was a lot i really did like this episode this was very very strong
0: yeah how about you adam what are your thoughts i agree um i think this episode hits all of the show's strengths right um we've got the family dynamics like each pair of people we've talked about this before ray robert marie deborah marie frank all of those dynamics Get played very well throughout the episode. the competition between Ray and Robert, Marie jabbing at Deborah um and then the you know switch in the middle of the episode to where now Marie loves Deborah, and we can appreciate the change there and then just Marie and Frank having great little lines in between um the way that everything unravels in the final scene is like quintessential Raymond, I feel like it's uh as heightened as this show can get where all of the dysfunction comes spilling out of the family at once it's just it, it might be one of my favorite i don't I, i'm maybe i won't say that it it is one of the best ones that we've seen so far i think hands down and that's uh, proof to people who listen to this show that we do like this show we love it and uh we love Raymond Etc. Um, we are
1: everybody in the Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: We're the titular everybody that loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, just, just a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, so let's start going scene by scene through it then. Um, the cold open is Ray and Robert on the couch as Deborah and Amy enter with shopping bags. Robert immediately springs up to get uh, Amy's bag from her. As Deborah is struggling with, uh, I didn't get a good look at what was poking out of the bag there. It looked like it might be like a waffle maker oh, or some like kitchen appliance or something. Um, but she's yeah, struggling with a very was, heavy yeah. bag.
1: I don't think it was groceries. At first, I thought it was, and then I saw like something in plastic sticking out. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, I guess they went to the mall.
0: And Deborah says, as you know, Robert is being very helpful to Amy. It's okay, Ray. I've got it. And Ray sort of uh, he yeah, grabs okay. the. He,
1: he stands up, grabs the bags, and throws them onto the couch, and yeah. that's it. And I thought that was, yeah, that was very funny.
0: Robert is being very sweet to Amy. Uh, meanwhile, Ray gives Deborah like, the most cursory hug that uh, he can. Uh, there you go. Pats her on the back um, and turns to Robert. But Adam, yeah.
1: you don't understand. The game is on.
0: Oh, yes, of course. Well, this is classic selfish ray this is very sitcom dad uh the game's on i, I can't be nice to my wife no you know what you're right it's not like that trope it's specific to ray being lazy and selfish
1: i was also thinking it's specific to the they 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 do have a lot of humor with amy and the uh honeymoon phase of the relationship versus the you know several years down the line relationship part of the relationship and i think that that's what they were trying to highlight there
0: yeah. Uh I think you have a point there. Uh Ray turns to Robert and says, "You're killing me, man. Um, you know, cuz you're loving your girlfriend." Um we what a selfish uh, asshole. Yeah. We uh don't get a thankfully a uh opening anti-gravity right. introduction this Praise time. The Lord. Uh we cut straight to the next scene which is Ray in the kitchen uh looking in the refrigerator presumably for another ginger ale we saw him with one on the couch by the way meant to point that out can we try um, not, not a sponsor no matter how hard we try uh raise did, did you want to you
2: want to say something kalanchi i i was i was thinking this whole time i was like that <laughs> everything you're describing just did not happen in the episode that i watched um did you watch the right episode yeah i did i did because it starts here uh right. when start, it starts with them in the kitchen uh and marie comes in and does and that scene happens but the scene beforehand is just like a white from uh yeah from what I, from, from what i watched and this happened i believe the last time we've heard did uh, you watch uh, it on youtube or peacock uh <laughs> i watched it on youtube through a paramount plus subscription well huh. that's
0: interesting that if yeah. if that's the version that's on Paramount Plus, because we've heard this before from a couple people, that a lot of the cold opens have been cut out uh in various on various platforms, and Peacock seems to be the only one that has them completely intact. Um but if that's the version that's on Paramount Plus, then those have the cold opens edited out as well. Uh, which is a public service announcement. Don't watch this show on Paramount Plus because you're missing killer cold yeah. opens. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. like this one? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. is also like, wow, that actually adds a lot of context <laughs> to what happens later in this episode. Interesting.
1: I mean, yeah. a little bit. Not, not a ton. There's like one joke, I think, that yeah. lands differently, and that's kind of it. It is.
2: No, uh, I'll 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 bring it up later when, when it comes okay. up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. It um it is the only scene until the final one of Robert and Amy together though, which I think is important Ooh, context. That's um, interesting. But anyway, yeah, Ray's in the kitchen, uh Deborah walks in, she smells that uh she says, You burnt the popcorn again, didn't you? Um And then Ray says, yeah, but that one's easy. You'll never guess what I spilled or something to that effect. Uh, Marie enters at that point, smells the burnt popcorn. This is a great Marie line. Another dinner get away from you, dear? And then Deborah says, (laughs) it was popcorn. And Marie, the great tag on this. Oh, popcorn for dinner. How fun. (laughs) That's such a great joke. It's Uh, a great bit. I loved it. And they're they're going back. Deborah's about to explain, no, Ray, but then Marie sees Amy, and she's thrilled. She's so nice to Amy. She's, like, fawning over her. She gave Amy this, like, pin that she's wearing, Uh, and Robert comes over, and he hugs them both, and he's like, I call them my two musketeers, and then Ray says, that's stupid. Um, Which it is. Which is funny. It is
1: very stupid.
0: And then Marie invites Amy over for coffee, um, and they and Robert leave, marie amy and robert leave they're all smiling and laughing robert is like it seems like robert's uh putting it on a little bit uh to rub it in ray's face uh and then deborah and ray i think just do we have a beat of them just looking after them like that was weird or is there a line there that i didn't write down
1: i don't think we did... I, that doesn't ring a bell. I will okay. say that. I, I'm not yeah, I don't think sure. So.
0: All right. So they, uh, yeah, Marie, Amy, and Robert then leave all smiling and laughing. Uh, we cut to later, Frank and Robert are in the Barone kitchen, and uh, Ray comes in. He's like, what's the emergency? Uh, Frank called him over because he needs Ray and Robert to hold up the range hood so he can fix the oven. Uh, and Ray says, that's the emergency? Next time you better be in labor. Um, Pretty funny line. Uh, Yeah, that's an all right line. But the reason that the oven needs to be fixed is because Marie is letting Amy cook dinner in her kitchen. Uh, Robert is gloating about how momentous this is. Ma never lets anyone cook in her kitchen. Um, And he and Ray argue about this. Ray claims Deborah has cooked there before. And uh, they get Frank involved. And Frank, uh, whose head has been in the oven, Robert knocks on the range hood, he pulls his head out, he says, Don't get me involved in this yeah. (laughs) I don't want to be involved in this stupid argument. Your mother likes Amy better than Deborah, end of story. And Ray is taken aback at this as if (laughs) somehow he hadn't realized up to this point. (laughs) I
1: just I just love how zero shits Frank gives the entire time. Just like, yeah, what do you want?
0: Yeah. Uh ray's like i can't believe this and and rob says that they talk every day for hours this frank is uh reminiscing about this i guess he's uh, amy talks her out marie sometimes goes days without saying a word to me (sighs) i love amy um (laughs) classic frank hating his wife dynamic
1: yeah yeah true i was just gonna say that um I did like the recurring bit of the knocking on the hood and that injuring Frank. I thought that was, I thought that was a good bit of physical comedy. I, um, we kind of t- touched on it, but I just loved the idea of like, he's now involved in the pipe. And so when you, when you hit the pipe, you hit Frank. I, I thought that was, uh, has that happened clever, before
0: following. or is that going to happen again?
1: No, 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 I'm just saying that it was that we got like three of those moments and I thought oh, they were funny. Yeah. That's all.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, I think, was this, the most physical bit that we had, like the most slapstick kind of thing. Um, but uh, when I was thinking about it... Unless
1: you count unless you count uh, Deborah's The Chorus Line rendition in the next oh, scene. Oh, yeah,
0: that's pretty funny. Um, I was thinking about, like, oh, that was the one thing that wasn't in this episode that this show does really well, is, like, physical gags. But that is a, a good physical gag. So, again, there's yeah. just more evidence that this is...
1: Ones. But yeah.
0: This is just one of the most like complete representative quintessential Raymond episodes. Um, Yes. So we cut to Ray coming home uh, immediately thereafter. Apparently, Deborah's on the couch. um, And he tells Deborah that Frank wanted him to come over and help fix the oven because Amy is cooking over there. Uh, Deborah doesn't, is not phased by this. Um, Ray. trying to get her to talk about this he takes it, he turns the tv off he says why does the tv have to be on all the time can't we just talk and deborah's like okay now i'm concerned um he asks deborah if she wishes she could cook over there in marie's kitchen and deborah says that might be the dumbest thing you've ever said marie doesn't like it when i cook over here um they argue about it uh for a little bit or you know raised voices at least Uh, deborah doesn't care ray flips out and tells her that marie likes amy more than her uh deborah is surprised but she again is like whatever um and ray tells her you know you should care robert was gloating about it uh you know the way that robert was uh rubbing it in my face and deborah It clicks for her she realizes that he's just jealous of robert because their mom likes his girlfriend more than she likes rays um and i think this is a really funny turn uh in this scene uh because she starts making fun of him uh yeah you know this competitiveness we've got a lot of work to do if we're gonna catch up and uh she does a whole riff about You know, like beauty pageant, like talent competition, swimsuit. She walks off. She sings uh, "One" from the musical a chorus line, um, and sashays up the stairs.
1: Yeah, it was good. Don't get me wrong; I really did enjoy this bit. But I also will say that just the audience absolutely went bonkers for it. Like the studio audience. Like (laughs) as soon as she did the did the final like bum idiot like she just walked like walked up the stairs everybody in the audience applauded and i thought that was uh yeah that was interesting
2: i mean it was yeah. good it was funny yeah. this is actually the scene that i would have uh, liked the cold open for because it kind of like sets the tone like oh for the episode this is going to be se- this is going to be a selfishry episode <laughs> so like, ah yeah. i see yeah i, see. I, I think that would have i mean it like look, it works either way it worked for me and i didn't get to see it but i think i would have liked to see it
0: yeah, you're right. That does make that yeah. connection yeah. of like that's a critique
2: of Paramount, not of the show. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: To be clear, the to show clear. tried. Let's, let's,
1: let's be honest, we, we here. could we could we could stop the hate in the comments. We love we love Raymond. We hate Paramount a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh no! Now the Tulsa King fans are gonna come smash our windows. Um, oh no! <laughs> but yeah, no. The show they tried. They f- wrote and filmed that scene. It's up to Paramount for not putting it up. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, you're right. That makes a, because you see that like competition between Ray and Robert in the cold open of, uh, you know Robert's relationship is still in like Mike was saying this honeymoon phase, whereas Ray is like, oh, I guess I gotta, you know, put some effort into it so that Deborah doesn't feel left out. Um, yeah, good point. Uh, but Deborah sashays up the stairs, Ray says, you can forget about Miss Congeniality. Uh, and then he goes and sits back down on the couch. Marie enters. Um, Marie arrives. To tell Ray about the dinner uh, and that Amy is cooking and it's so exciting. And he tells her that Robert already told him. and so she's a he, huge deal, yeah. He sits her down. She makes it down, to be a big deal. But Ray sits her down and uh, he's like, I want to ask you, why do you like Amy more than Deborah?" And he says that Frank told him. Marie immediately says he's lying. Uh, <laughs> this um, the rest of this scene is very funny. Um, did you say that you like Amy more than Deborah? <laughs> I am not saying that.
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that, was, that was so funny.
0: <laughs> but did you say it ever? And then silence. What if I told you that we have a tape of you saying it? Mom? <laughs> 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 and then just the look on her face, Doris Roberts absolutely kills it in this she scene. always does. she demands, give me the tape. there is no tape. uh then you don't have any proof at all, And she gets up and is going to storm out um but Rake is like, "Why don't you like Deborah? Marie says she loves Deborah, but she and Amy get along so well. Amy is a very nice girl, you know. she's very nice, very good girl. she's a good girl, good pure and then ray realizes that amy you mean she's never and then yes uh, genuine question
1: genuine question they they say sex a lot on this show they do i feel like they've said virgin a few times on this show
2: they said it later in this episode actually yeah Yeah, in a different context but they say why what they're not going for a pg rating here why don't they just say she's never boned i don't I, understand I, <laughs> I, I can answer that it's, in those exact this, words yeah, yeah it's yeah. It, it's because like i think the comedy that they were going for in this episode was like how can we challenge ourselves to to, to go as far to say uh to not like to have as many innuendos as we can mm, okay uh, like later in the scene uh, Ray says, you know, Amy has never let anyone cook in her kitchen. And that was hilarious. Just like, That was uh, a funny line. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, just, like, uh, they're just. I think they were um, really intentional about trying to be clever. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, and it, and it worked really well.
0: I think that's a good point. And um, yeah. it provides a contrast, I think, with everyone being so careful about it uh, for the rest of the episode. Uh, and then Frank just coming out and saying, you know, at I the end.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frank definitely feels more vulgar. Yeah. Uh very,
0: I can't, very much ladder, so
2: the latter half of the episode. Doesn't yeah, exactly.
0: Um uh, Ray says, She's thirty-three years old, Ma. How can that be? That's so and Marie says refreshing. Um and then yes, that's when we get the line the uh from Ray. So Amy's never let anyone cook in her kitchen either and then we get a laugh from the line. audience, beat, yeah, and then yeah. a Marie in what is a catchphrase but has not been it's used more, so many times. Uh, it's a catchphrase. I don't like that, Raymond. Uh,
1: she's got, uh, you hungry, and I don't like that, Raymond. Those are her two big lines. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I think maybe we've seen I don't like that, Raymond, twice before, but um, it, a- it's, it's not like she's... something that she says every episode, like, you hungry. Yeah,
1: but it's but it's any time that she is around for a dirty joke that's that's the that's when we get that line
0: yeah um and it is funny it's uh the the um sort of like cold towel that it puts over the joke uh, yeah yeah is a good uh like comedic touch uh he asks how ray asks marie how she knows that Deborah wasn't you know when they got married and marie <laughs> says You mean Deborah was a good girl? And then a long pause to fade. Like, that's the end of the scene. Like, we Mm -hmm. know that Ray is caught in this lie and is going, going to have to lie further
1: um it kind of reminded me of this it might be a very specific reference if this isn't funny adam cut it out but i think it is so i'm gonna do it anyway we'll see um there was a bit on the colbert report that uh colbert would do anytime he, he was parodying the The bachelor and so he was like he showed a clip and you know how the bachelor does the thing where it's like the person says i give this rose two and there's a solid minute and a half of dead air as they zoom in on every individual's face before he says Bertha and it gives the gives the flower over or whoever it is. Um Colbert did that, but it was like he literally he brought out two people and was like, let's see who's gonna be my guest tonight. I have this rose four, and it was dead silent. Same thing. Zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, and then just we'll be right back faded into the <laughs> corner and it cut to commercial. And I just I have never laughed as hard at uh, at a show as that, um, at that point in my life. So I just it just reminded me of that, that of that funny. bit. <laughs>
2: I think it was just like just great storytelling like oh we don't really need to use these extra seconds to show him lying like you, you know Raymond you yeah. know what he's gonna do that's Very the true. strength yeah. of,
0: of where it is in its run is like we're starting to get to know Raymond we know that he's lying and we know that he's caught in a lie and how Ray behaves when yeah. he's caught in a lie which is to lie more um so we cut to uh when we come back from what was a commercial break uh Ray and Deborah in the bedroom uh and he tells her that he talked to Marie and he apologizes for being competitive with Robert and that Deborah was right etc and Deborah says yeah you know you're right who cares what your mom thinks and Ray is like in fact you should hear the reason that she likes Amy more than you uh he says you know how you know how Amy has never uh and uh Deborah's like oh, that's oh. supposed to be a secret, um, but Ray says uh, she told um, Marie knows, and uh, that's Wait. why she likes her more. Hold on, actually, let me put a pause on this for a second here. Yeah. Did have we calculated Ray and Deborah's ages before? Oh, uh, I'm sure we have, or we've at least figured out when they got married. Uh, we have done that. The reason why I ask is because um,
1: Amy is revealed to be 33 years old amy is deborah's best friend are they the same age or similar ages for some reason i thought ray and deborah were older than 33 but maybe i'm just wrong
0: well also we don't need to do a deep dive i just wanted
1: to know if that was on the docket
2: they i think it's just like they have a lot of stuff for someone that's like 30 Mm -hmm. but it just does like my brain can't wrap around like oh do you have like a full house two cars
0: well they got a good deal on that
2: three kids yeah yeah
0: They got a good deal on the house, given the neighbors um, that was established in season one. Um, But yeah, I don't know. And keep in mind as well that Robert is older than Ray inherently. True. Um,
1: Well, I mean, like Robert could be like 36, 37, like, and that that wouldn't be a weird relationship at all, you know.
0: I don't know. We just haven't figured that out yet. Um, We'll have to go deep on the information that I bet it's on uh, the Raymond wiki.
1: I'll look that up while we continue
0: talking about things. Okay, yeah, you you're in charge of that. Try to figure that out. Um, yeah, she says, you know how uh, you know how Amy has never, and uh, Deborah says that's supposed to be a secret, and he says, well, Marie knows, and that's why she likes her better. Deborah's I I would describe as uh amusedly surprised. She's like, well, I can't exactly compete with that. You can't unring a bell, and they laugh about it. Um and then as they're laughing ray says and you know also i told my i told my mother that you were a good girl too and uh still laughing Deborah finds ha this ha hilarious. Ha yeah. how does she think we got the kids and ray says i mean before and uh that just shuts it down debra doesn't think it's so funny anymore um, cuz i guess i'm it took me a second to to parse this uh, i guess she thought that Ray was joking to Marie in the initial uh, thing. And then now it's not so funny because it's a lie about Deborah to Marie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And especially like, so uh, uh, especially because it's like, this is just so deeply something that is not Marie or anyone else's business. Oh yeah. That uh, like, I feel like if you're going to tell a lie about, about Deborah's past or something like that, that would be one thing, but my God, just like the idea that that is something that anybody would ever want to know mm. about. I just, I don't know, man. Uh, by the way, I did look it up. I did find out that Ray was born in 1959. So Ray, Ray Barone, the character, was born in 1959. So if this if this takes place in the year 1998, which is when it uh, debuted. We know exactly that means that- when this takes place. April 6th, yeah. 1998. That means that... Well, we don't know his birthday, so I'm going to assume that his birthday is pre-April 6th. Um, but in that calculation, uh, Ray is 39 years old. So, really? uh, Wow. Yeah. Deborah might be... I, and uh, and um, Robert is four years older than that. So Robert could be a solid 10 years older than Amy. Or is a solid 10 years older than Amy. That is Amy. surprising. I
0: wouldn't think yeah. that they
1: would... I'll be that old. Um, And actually, Deborah is a year older than Ray. So she's 40 in this episode. Oh, wow. Really?
0: Yeah. Fascinating. Where did she meet Amy? At work. Amy is... They used to work at Amy is at work, yeah. Oh, okay. Public relations firm together. That's surprising. I would think they were... I, I thought they were like 35.
1: Oh, well, you know what? Maybe this timeline just doesn't add up because... Or maybe the raymond wiki is lying to me because i looked up amy mcdougall and she according to this she was born 1956 which would put is, her at 43 not 33
2: is, does the raymond wiki count their ages at the end of the of the run no so... they put their birthdays up there oh, okay
1: like i have amy McD- louise mcdougall barone spoiler alert uh but that she's born january 29th 1956
0: oh of course yeah that's 33 mike no, no, you're right. 98, we're in 98. <laughs> you're right. Don't do this to me. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. Uh okay. okay. So either the show takes place in 1988, um, and we're on a 10 year de- delay the whole time, uh, or that was like retconned at some point, or the people writing the Raymond Wiki just don't aren't using real
1: information. That's also true. Which, Which which i'm not i don't mean to start a war with
0: the with the raymond
1: wiki people
0: but oh. i just just i'm sure that they already love us uh given our <laughs> reverence for the show <laughs> it is hilarious to me don't get me wrong we genuinely do
1: love the show but it is hilarious <laughs> to me how many hate letters we get about how these people hate the show, hate Raymond.
2: after the uh i the first round of hate comments that you guys got on the Reddit, <laughs> I haven't looked at it since then. That's fine. That's <laughs> no, fine. But, no, but the fact that you get more is, uh, I don't want you guys to get hate comments, but I find them very funny every time you do. I,
1: uh, I kind of want to keep getting hate comments because, like, <laughs> they're, I they're, I love being able to tell people that's my fun fact. I've had people, strangers on the internet, tell me to die in a hole because I don't love Reaper. <laughs> <around.
2: laughs> <Like, laughs> Just like, I just, I, I don't know. My, I my thing is like, is oh, come on, like, you see us doing this show. You guys do the show, what, at, supposedly once a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you spend this much time and effort into a show that you did not enjoy?
0: I don't That's a know. a great question. Because correct. Limbrook University <laughs> and the... <laughs> The Will and Belinda get... Bates Foundation, no relation, <laughs> is paying us to rate Ray Barone on a scale from one to ten.
2: <laughs> and they're oh, apparently wait. giving extra credit to kids. Oh my goodness. Okay. I, I I have something when we get back to the episode. Okay, let's go back. Okay, let's go back, <laughs> back to the episode.
0: All right, so, so we'll have to pay attention to dates, ages, uh years as we proceed through this to find out at what point it all went to shit. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So we cut to Ray and Deborah arriving at Marie's kitchen. Robert uh, welcomes them to La Cucina dell'Amy, uh the Amy's kitchen in Italian. Uh, Marie greets ah, Ray. I was so confused. <laughs> Marie greets Ray, sort of perfunctorily, you know, as warmly as she always does. But then she lovingly greets Deborah. She's like, "Oh, Deborah, so great to see you." She Brings her over to the stove and asks for her opinion on the sauce. Um, and uh, Deborah tastes it and says, "What's your secret? Extra virgin olive oil?" Ha <laughs> um, ha. Uh-huh.
1: Emphasis on virgin. Yes.
2: Oh, Andy. I did want to make a note for the scene. Yeah. Uh, it starts with Ray coming into the kitchen and saying, "Hey, we had to wait for the babysitter." That's yes. true. So what- that's a yes. point. For the, that's a point. He's a good dad. He waited with. His I kids. also will say, Yeah, he didn't abandon his children. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um.
1: but also but also I will say I meant to mention this earlier and again this doesn't make any difference but I did like how the twins were just kind of in the background in a playpen just like kind of goofing around and I wonder what the contract says because why would you take these kids out of school or nursery or whatever they're doing to come in and just kind of go just kind of push each other in a playpen having nothing to do with the actual show I just realism I wonder what the or if there was like a contract that said no We're paying you for 18 episodes or whatever it is. We're getting the kids for that amount of time.
0: Might be. Allie's not in this episode, though, and she has lines. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to contact the legal department at CBS on that one, see if we can find the old contracts. But, uh, no, that's a good point. I actually didn't notice that the twins were in this at all. Yeah, they
1: were in the um, cold open. They were, I think they make an appearance at one other point too, but it's only background. It's never like actual stuff.
0: Interesting. Um, But yeah, I wonder who they got to babysit. Uh, And also I wonder why they weren't invited over to this family dinner. Um, But They probably got Andy. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Here's who I don't want watching those kids. Andy, Bernie, uh. Let's throw Kevin in there. Like who's
1: the who's the guy that's dead? Leo. Uh, Leo. <laughs> Leo. <laughs> yeah, maybe Leo's just the designated babysitter
0: from now on. Leo's body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Marie <laughs> sort of ushers Ray and Robert out, and Deborah is about to go with them, but um, she asks Deborah to stay, help them cook uh amy compliments deborah's haircut and marie is like oh wow yes it's such a beautiful haircut um deborah says that's me good haircut for a good girl good 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 smacking a knife on the table um and then ray ushers her out sensing the building tension and resentment um frank and robert are on the couch eating amy's garlic rounds is that what that's what i wrote down yeah never heard heard of that
2: (laughs) There are garlic rounds with an olive cheese, and I mm. assume garlic somewhere on there, on crackers. Hmm.
1: Okay. I suppose. Why not?
0: I, I just uh, wasn't sure. Um, they're eating Amy's garlic rounds. Marie comes in and uh, tells Deborah that they should make a big dinner together. This is so fun. Have we ever, you know, when was the last time we did this? And Deborah says we've never cooked together. Marie says we should make a big dinner for the for the family. Deborah can even make her lemon chicken. I love your lemon chicken, and that's what snaps Ray. Ray's fed up. He's stop it, Ma, just stop it. Stop being nice to Deborah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's being nice for the wrong reasons. He says, You yep. know Deborah can't cook. Uh, and he reveals to her that Deborah wasn't a good girl when they got married uh frank says i also was yeah
1: i want to back up a minute to the beginning of the scene when ray rushes deborah out of the kitchen i apologize i know we went back but it was a note that i made in my head of just the ridiculousness i believe the line was was deborah saying wow she's being so nice to me and ray's response was i'm sorry (laughs) and just i just like first of all the delivery of the lines from both patricia heaton and ray romano were great but i just loved that lot like you could like no context just clip that scene and put it in an acting class and like you would still be able to understand the importance of i don't i just love that yeah
0: high praise um uh, that line didn't have any impression on me at all because i didn't write Mm -hmm. it down but i yeah i believe that i missed something good there this whole episode is like very well acted like there's a lot of nuance once people c- certain people know certain things and other people don't and then they discover them and etc um, yeah, very good acting uh, Frank asks uh, you know Ray reveals that Deborah wasn't a good girl when they got married Frank asks, "What does that mean and then he realizes, "Oh, then who cares about the cooking and he smacks Ray on the ass <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's that's a lot of camaraderie. There.
1: Horribly sexist, my God! But like,
0: uh, just a lot of yeah. Um, Ray tells Marie off. She's you know you've started this competition between Deborah and Amy, so just stop it. Uh, Amy enters at that point. What competition? Deborah says, don't worry, you win. And Frank says, and if I'm following this right, puts his arm around Robert, you lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine, like, first, first of all, let's talk about the violation that, that's going on to <laughs> Amy and Deborah right now. <laughs> and second of all, could you imagine being that close with
0: your dad? I, just, I, yeah. just something about that that is a weird relationship uh for a father and son to have (laughs) or it seems to be one-sided to be fair where frank is frank is uh frank is the kind of dad who i bet was like hey check this out and like held up a playboy for them when they were like five or something Um, Yep. but yeah it is weird that's certainly not something that i would do with my children uh a show playboys I,
1: I would never smack them on the ass
0: I'd, well yeah
2: that's true <laughs> and this this is remember this is uh from a meat sports culture they uh they follow football i think right that, that, that yeah happens. yeah
1: that's right yeah. that's right yeah no they, yeah, you, like, would...
2: like like this this is like yeah in context this, that's normal
1: no yeah. yeah that's how it yeah. goes you if as soon as you watch a, if, as soon as you see the jets make a fumble you you turn into a hypersexual uh, <laughs> 1950s conservative the, man the, that's the, how it goes and the, the first trumpet sound of the of of the uh buff that, that that turns you immediately like a what, the
0: NFL on Fox theme is that what you're doing
1: Yeah 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 that's what I'm referencing <laughs> I, not I, just a general
0: he's... bugle call
2: yeah
1: <laughs> no no no. it's got to be the nfl it's
2: yeah gotta da, be the other... da, da, i do da, have to da, shout da. out frank here because he has some of the like all right i wrote in my notes frank is a villain lmao (laughs) but but damn it he's got he's got the some of the best lines in this episode he really does he's 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 just like
0: frank is a live wire in this scene i really enjoyed all of frank's little interjections um i
2: i also appreciate just like in terms of like the sexism commentary i think the show is overall in like the opposite direction it's not very sexist especially in this like context like
1: i agree actually ju-
2: like judging uh like it doesn't make a value judgment on either of these women but like about like their choice to have sex or not have sex before marriage but like the issue is strictly between the people that like interpret their own yeah. like their actions yeah so it's like deborah and amy have been like in the right the whole time and i think that's 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 a pretty good stance i mean like yeah. No, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I don't think I don't I don't think that like
1: Frank Barone is problematic. Yeah. Everybody loves Raymond as a whole is, is not at least not in yeah. this context. Yeah.
2: No, no, no. Fr- Frank is problematic, and I think I think Which every, is, that's every, his,
1: that's the point of his character. Yeah, I mean, he's supposed I mean, to I mean, do that. Listen, listen. He's
2: if he's this funny, I I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> if Frank was around
1: today, he would say the word snowflake every single episode, yeah. and that's terrific because it would be it would crush yeah that's how it goes
0: i think frank too is shown in this context as being wrong which is important like it's the archie bunker thing like the character's racist but everybody knows that we're making fun of racists by showing you this character frank is uh, this is not the most extreme misogyny that Frank has shown. Uh not It's all. relatively <laughs> mild for Frank. Oh, oh my God, yeah. But, but, watch...
1: If you love Frank in this episode, watch the rest of the show. I guarantee you, you'll love a couple of good laughs.
0: We're discovering, at least at this point, that the show doesn't trade in that many, uh, like, sexist stereotypes. It really... Any, like you know, marriage stuff that happens is is pretty specific to the character of Ray and the characters of Marie and Frank like it, Deborah, I don't think and maybe this changes um, as we move on, but is not portrayed as like the nagging sitcom wife, uh, the shrew who's like you know making the man's life a living hell and he just wants to watch the game with the boys uh it it's really specific to raise selfishness raise um we we, we've made this comment before but like this show is not like we went into it
1: expecting it to be you know the typical boomer humor oh my wife i want the sports i want the pizza but like it actually i do think we've seen it actually does have quite a bit to say about relationships between wives and mothers and fathers and all this stuff it actually it's like we said, we hope we hope we still have this opinion by season nine, by yeah. episode two hundred and ten, <laughs> because this is episode forty one, and we're saying it. But yeah. at the same time, um, this is—I'm greatly enjoying yeah. that part of things. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah,
2: I do have a comment on that, but I want to wait till we get to the end of the episode to like go to go through like the rest of yeah. Frank's lines because I do have a, a comment on uh at least like the the relationships we seen, like what the show has to say about the relationships in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then the whole family unit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. When we get All there. right. Then let's plow ahead. Um, so Frank reveals at this point, after putting his arm around Robert and saying, you lose, he reveals to Amy that Marie likes her more because she hasn't been around the block. Uh, Amy didn't tell Marie. Deborah didn't tell Marie. Uh, they look and ask Robert Robert sort of has that deer-in-headlights look. Ray is, Ray is just thrilled that Robert told her. This is Ray's leg up in the competition. Uh, but Robert reveals that he told her, yes, but only because Marie asked, uh, which is such a gross invasion of privacy. Uh, they all look at Marie dumbfounded. Uh, Deborah's like, you asked? And Marie is just like, i care about people and just kind of walks away uh and then deborah tells amy she puts her hand on her arm and says run just run and don't look back uh amy asks robert then why he told her and ray realizes so he'd like you better uh deborah uh, smacks him and says well you lied so she would like me better Ray refers to this as a lie of love. Um, So, like, yeah. Over the course of those what are six bullet points on my notes, uh, the everything is completely devolving, uh, and we still have a ways to go. Deborah keeps forgetting what a freak show this family is until somebody new comes in and looks at us like that. We cut to Amy with the uh just a look of I don't know what you would call that look, but it's it's the barone. Shocked beyond look. all recognition yeah.
2: could disgust. Could you
1: imagine could you imagine going to your girlfriend or long-term boyfriend's house being like, I can't wait to make a good impression. Things are going so well. Oh my gosh, I think this guy might be the one. You sit down, you make a your dinner, you're all it's finally ready, you bring it out, and th- you come out and you're just like, dinner's ready. And they point and shout your sexual history at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh um,
0: man. Uh, Debra says of Amy's reaction, that used to be me, and now I'm one of them. Uh, But at this point, Debra tells Marie off. She says, just Marie, you know, just because you were a good girl in the 50s, and then Frank interjects, good girl, the Uh, audience uh, absolutely loses their shit at this point. (laughs) This is like the powder keg explodes. And we're still yeah. not even done.
2: <laughs> that, I think that's my favorite line of the I just I love the joke so much.
0: Yeah. Oh that delivery. Good girl, was, huh? yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Good girl. Like uh he was he was so good.
0: Marie uh, Marie admits it. She says, Frank and I succumbed <laughs> to temptation once. I was weak and I fell for your father's boyish good looks beat. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we shouldn't do it, but we were in love, right, Frank? Frank says, I wanted sex. It was a long time ago. Uh, Frank appears to be struggling oh with ED or something, but uh, Debra...
1: It was like a thousand-yard stare as he said that <laughs> line, too.
0: I wanted sex. Um, Deborah says, So it was just one time before you got married... Uh, Frank says it was just one time and then we had to get married again another explosion of laughter Ray says so Roberts trails off uh, <laughs> their plan what I-, I love Robert's <laughs> reaction to Brad Garrett sort of like huh? that like uh, <laughs> owl look that he does Um <laughs> Their plan was to tell people he was two months premature, then he was born, try passing off a 12-pound baby as premature, and Marie That's, says, I just... Marie says, try passing it, period. Uh,
1: this is very funny. I just want just to say, a 12-pound 12, 12 is like a, That's... a moderately heavy bowling ball, like Jesus Christ.
0: That's, yeah. Uh he grew into it, and and, <laughs> and and then some. And grew some more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert starts doing the math. Uh, his birthday is in June. Uh, but Frank says they that's got when we in September. Yeah, yeah. Frank says that's when we told you your birthday was. Uh, and then we, he says, uh, "Well, there you go, Raymond. You were conceived legitimately. You win again." And then, <laughs> and then Ray being like. Come on, Robert. There's no winning. And then he like grins at Deborah, like, (laughs) Yeah, "Yeah, look, (laughs) get a load of me, huh? (laughs) Aren't you proud of me? Um, That's the end of that just cascade of dysfunction yeah. um
1: i love so much <laughs> when the show has moments like that where it just descends into avid chaos i freaking love it
2: i like every time they revealed a new twist i was like like each one was better than the last yeah oh, man it was that was it was really good yeah this
0: is like the first time i think that this show has done this we've seen like <laughs> twists uh like the dog where um, you know, Patience Cleveland, of course. Patience Cleveland has been mentioned more times on this show, primarily by me, than most <laughs> of the recurring guest stars. Exclu- and she was in one episode, by you, I will say. It's true. But, um, in that episode where she uh comes over to get the dog and then uh she takes the dog, and then we find out that Robert had it neutered. Um, like that was a, a fun twist, but this like cascade of twist after twist after twist, um, was so funny and it heightened it so much. Um, it's just so a it fantastic was, scene. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I just, uh, so it's so, such such a good bit of comedy, and yeah. then it's even made I would argue even better by the hot clothes. Oh yeah, the hot oh yeah. my god, yeah. oh <laughs> my god.
0: So it's this uh, just. Sitting at the dinner table, it's kind of awkward. I think Marie's pouring coffee for everyone and, and Robert asks...
1: You, you see Deborah hunched over tense as all anything because she knows this is not a good situation to be in.
0: Robert says, well, I guess I might as well know when my real birthday is. Uh, it's April 6th. Robert realizes that's today. Ray says, Surprise! <laughs> There's a long pause, (laughs) and Ray starts singing "Happy Birthday," (laughs) and everyone joins in
2: as we fade to black. black. Oh my god! Oh, it's that that really was like a great episode.
0: It really, really was. was. I have to honestly, just a fantastic episode. They
2: they they really uh, flexed their muscles with that one. and for the record, I don't know if this. This matters. Um, This
1: means that uh, Robert is an Aries and not a Gemini, like he thought.
0: Wow! I'm an Aries. I don't know what it means. I don't. It means you're emotional and analytical.
2: That's true. Well, we are the way I
0: emotionally analyze this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We cut out so many. Just, I break out into full sobs when we talk about these. Usually, (laughs) I'm glad that you're the one editing. Good thing I'm the one editing. I I don't cut yours out.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, I'm aware, I'm aware. Only my rants about baseball. That's it, yeah. which is fair.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's good girls. That's a good episode, if you ask me. But was Ray a good boy in this episode? Let's uh turn to our classic barometer to find out. It's the scale from one to ten, um, on which we rate Ray's performance as a father, son, husband, brother virgin question mark i mean he does not bang in this episode so that's that's true you know
2: maybe yeah that's the one detriment of this episode there was no good old sex there There was no good
0: old sex absolutely in fact there was actively not good old sex in this episode um we rate his performance on all of those aspects with one being the bad men of television history walter white don draper i almost said walter draper and don white um which is a morning those are pretty good they're a morning team in cincinnati um drive time mostly uh but some late nights um and 10 is the great dads of sitcom history danny tanner uncle phil carl winslow that sort of mike give me one more
1: um um i used Gomez adams last time yes i'll bring him up again uh uh i feel like i should do one more
0: yeah yeah um going through the animated guys hold on kalanji give me one great sitcom dad Uh, of all time
2: i'm trying to think of them but i'm just thinking of george lopez right now well is george lopez (laughs) a good dad i haven't seen that all all the way through i think he's only like i think he's on the upper end i think yeah i think he he was on the upper end of of dad's i don't think he was perfect i I think he's he's probably like a seven yeah, he's a, he's around there. Real life.
0: Gotcha. And I'll, I think I've brought this up before, but just as a reminder, in real life, George Lopez, uh, his wife donated a kidney to him and then he divorced her um, for oh. him. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to put, I'm <laughs> going <laughs> to say it. I'm going to say it.
1: That's a three move. That's,
0: that's real George Lopez. The,
1: that's a th- Real George Lopez is a three. I'm Not the George it.
0: Lopez who's married to An- Angie with the, uh, what are his kids' names, Max? What's the daughter? Carmen? Carmen, Carmen, thank you. Yeah. Um Ernie his is mother. his best friend. This is a George yeah. Lopez podcast now. Uh have I fully <laughs> described the barometer? Yes, I, I think, think we I have. have. I think we have. And of course so big big thanks to Limbrook University and the the will and belinda bates foundation no relation who are funding this project with a generous grant uh so that uh we can figure out what ray means for masculinity in the cultural context in which we're currently living uh but kalanji on a scale of from one to ten where is ray coming in for you this episode
2: so this is as a father husband and what was the last one
0: uh son brother virgin Oh
2: man, he's as a son and a brother, he's pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, as a husband, um, he's pretty selfish. But I he did make me laugh a lot, so I do want to give him points for that. Okay. Um, I'll give him like a six. Like, okay. He 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 was selfish, but I mean, I do think that um, it wasn't entirely selfish. I do think that he actually does want like his wife and his mother to have a good relationship. Even though that is driven by selfishness, I do. I think this episode showed that he does want them to have a good thing, you know. And when the cards are on the table, he does blurt out the truth. So, you
0: know, as sets. he often does. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mike. Um, yeah, I'm gonna
1: strongly disagree with that. I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, <laughs> like, I agree that his that his intentions probably were in the right place. That he wants Deborah and Maria have a good relationship. But also, he revealed some really, really inexcusably personal information about his wife that should never be spoken to a mother-in-law at all. And just like, holy crap, I don't think I could ever justify that. Like, <laughs> like, like yes, okay, he told the truth, but did the truth need to be st- said is my question because yes the truth is that yeah that you know he lied to his mom and he set the record straight whoop-dee-doo however i don't know if the solution was pointing at his his mother and saying mom you see my wife she fucked i don't think that that was that much better i'm gonna give him a three and a half because i think he really wow i really think he embarrassed um Uh, Deborah here I would give to be clear Robert an even lower score I would give but like (laughs) that's not who we're talking about here
0: yeah I'm gonna come in similarly but not as low I'm gonna say 4.5 because yes Ray didn't um Ray didn't do anything actively good in this episode which is what would normally put him over a 5 for me um, he lied to his mother uh, in a way that ended up making his wife look bad and causing a conflict. Um, and then, you know, just th- his conduct towards Robert, turning their uh, partner's sexual histories against each other uh, mm-hmm. in some sort of weird sibling rivalry thing uh, is not nice. So I'm, I'm going to give him a 4.5. Let me read Alex's... Um, uh he just texted he, he texted
1: me. us he texted us from the celibacy club
0: yeah he sent us a um a video uh you can't no play sound. that on the podcast no sound yeah. of course uh but it is it's hard to tell because again the lens is very foggy but uh it's just a writhing <laughs> mass of something <laughs> some sort of writhing mass uh he says here are my thoughts uh for the episode pretty funny this family is fucking insane April 6th is, is the show's current date, so we're a few weeks behind them, which I think is insane how close we are. True. Um, he says, 4.5 for me on the barometer. Ray cared too much about winning his, his sibling rivalry, even though he convinced himself it wasn't about winning. So not too far off from the rest of us. Uh,
1: I'm gonna be real with you. I don't even think the sibling rivalry is a problem. I think it's great to want to be better than your brother. I don't think that's the issue. Yeah. It's probably not fair for me to say that because Alex isn't here to counter my point. But that's, that's, I'm gonna do it anyway. Damn it. I'm a you know bad host.
0: You know what we would like you to do is to tell us the average uh, score oh, on right. the barometer. Uh, but <laughs> so that point put- taken...
1: That that, la- that will land, uh, Ray, at an average of a 4.6 for this
0: episode. Sounds right to me. Okay. Um, okay, sounds good. So, Kalanji, that's it. Uh, that's season two, episode 19. Good girls, we've done it. Uh, but what we want to do now is ask, what do you want to point our listeners to? Uh, any closing thoughts on life, the episode, maybe not... That's a a weird way to phrase that. Closing thoughts on life, but any closing (laughs) thoughts? You're you're, you're not coming back (laughs) while you're here.
1: The the, the most frequent (laughs) guest (laughs) and and the final the final (laughs) appearance. With the
0: time that you have left, would you give us some parting words? Uh,
2: wow. I I see why this wasn't. I see why the show has fans. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, and I'm excited to see more like i like legitimately i would watch more of this show this uh, is I the one that,
0: that turned you
2: yeah the, this 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 turned me actually i i'm i'm currently looking at uh house listings in the long island area <laughs> <laughs> hey my brother there we <laughs> <Yeah>. go <laughs> long island boys for life let's do it yeah this this uh this is shows good um yeah yeah i like the episode awesome uh, kept my books coming to a store near you in t- twenty twenty. Uh, in the twenty twenties. Yeah, twenty twenty four or five. Oh, okay. uh, that's soon. Yeah. You, oh you, hell yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you, you could, you could, you could say uh I was there when, when he, when this was still like being written. You can say
0: it. I listened along, uh, yeah. several months at a time yeah. as the progress on this book was described. Yeah. Uh, do you want to promise right now that you'll send each listener of this podcast a copy of your book when it comes out, or, or at free. least Mike and I, I, I will, and Alex. I
2: will, I'll put it on the Patreon as, uh, you, you know, you do the $1 thing. And then, oh, you mean uh, the Baroness Zonis? The, not, yes, a Patreon. That, not, <laughs> not a Patreon. Not a, a, Patreon. Patreon. We not that. a we, subscription.
1: We,
0: we, we <laughs> legally have to <laughs> that. say
2: that it's not a Patreon. <laughs> um. I I like. I'll say this: We you should subscribe to the Bronis Zonas because uh, you'll let's just say you'll get access to it.
0: Okay, <laughs> you know that is actually given the number of people who have subscribed to the Bronis Zonas, giving every one of them a free copy of your book would not be unreasonable. <laughs>
1: Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. They, we want to make it sound like a cool club. Right? We have okay. A lot of yeah. Over there. Yeah. So sorry, given sorry.
0: the, <laughs> given the listenership of the Baronis Zonis, I hope you've got you know crates and crates of books that you're able to just give out for free. Because those two people really want a lot of copies. <laughs> <laughs> they need a lot of. Them. They need a lot
2: of. Them. Uh, say before I go, so scratch to the Baronis Zonis. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh Later. Awesome. Uh thank you for being here. Any uh oh for us, yeah, Baronas Zone is postfund.org slash donate, uh shop.postfund.org, baron Zone on Instagram and Facebook, um Raymond at postfund.org. We're doing our contest. We've got an ongoing contest where if you leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts, prior Let's say
1: five stars. If you leave a five star review, <laughs> yeah, that's prior. true. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. a good point. Uh, Don't just
1: say positive because three and a half could be positive. We'd want five star or more. That's true. Five stars. That's true.
0: If you leave us one before uh, we release season two, episode 22. um, So we're saying the deadline is April 10th. You will be entered into a drawing to win a free, probably a t-shirt. Haven't decided yet. Some merchandise from us uh, from shop.postfund.org for free for you. All you have to do is leave a review pretty good there we go hey yo pretty good rhymes uh so that's that uh anyway there's only one last thing to say i think isn't there mike
1: there is there is let's give our it's our classic
2: sign off and let's let our guest take it away in the in the name of the raymond (laughs) the frank and the holy robert in deborah's name we say amen
1: No, no no you say everybody loves raymond and then we shout and we love you you've been on twice before oh. i thought that you would remember that
2: i really thought that, you would remember of, that. everybody loves raymond and, and we, we love, love, love you, love you. Let's try you. That
0: again. nope we just we, <laughs> leave, we take
1: we take what we
0: get
1: Deborah.